And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to a quick opening night edition of the Warriors All-82 Podcast. We will likely do a Warriors Plus Minus Thursday where we will get deep and denser into bigger picture thoughts. But right now we're just talking Warriors Suns. We had a basketball game that I thought... Was a little bit choppy, but was a good competitive game on opening night. Warriors lose 108-104. They got crunched in the first half. They, I think they were down what, 15 and a half. It was really bad late in the in the quarter. But then a 40-19 third quarter, they go way ahead. They blow it in the fourth. Many places to go. Tim Kawakami, Marcus Thompson. What is like topic one on your minds? Uh, I looked this up. The, the last time they've taken 100 shots. And shot that lower percentage was 2010. <laughs> like, 100 shots is hard to get. It's a lot of shots, and they only shot 35. percent So, I mean, it was a it was a historically bad shots. one shots. It was a historically bad shooting night for the Warriors. Which, you know, if you're putting if you're putting the, the Steph Curry color glasses on, where he's trying to clearly shift the narrative, and I know people are going to say, "I'm like, dude, what?" It's been 10 minutes. What how are, what are people going to say? But Charles Barkley yeah. did call them cooked at oh, halftime yeah, of the game, so maybe he's referring to that. Uh, Steph Curry, 4 of 14 from 3. Chris Paul, 0 of 6 from 3. Andrew Wiggins, 0 of 3 from 3. Clay Thompson, 3 of 11. The team, 10 of 43, 23% from 3. Threes. That's a lot of threes to put up there. Uh, and they were not. Uh, they were not. And they were but missing threes. Shots, it's about. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they were missing short ones, too, by the way. They were not good around the rim. Uh, but uh, it was a good game. I say it was a good game. They were getting two shots. I thought. I think the story for me. I'm not writing it because Marcus Thompson's writing about this. But I thought Chris Paul looked really good. I mean, the shots weren't going. That there was obviously some frustration there. But otherwise, he looked like a natural out there with the, with the Warriors. Like he looked like this is this is what he's going to do. That was so clear to me. Like to me, I'm looking at that like. It doesn't matter if he's starting or not. He's playing 30-plus minutes. Like, Steve is already like, Chris, get in here. <laughs> Security blanket. Let's and Rick Celebrini's like, Chris, get out yeah. of here. Come <laughs> over here, Chris. Like, back to back yeah. next week. It's, he's already – and you know how Steve is, right? He doesn't like to turn over. He just feels comfortable with Chris Paul Duvall in his hands. That's so obvious off game one. Like I, I asked both him and Steph about this just now, and it was just such a great play in the first half. It got scrambly. The ball – Warriors are kicking the ball around. I think it was turn their turnover went right to a Phoenix turnover. They get the ball back as like frantic, Moody and Kaminga maybe, and the ball bounced to Paul, and he just gets it at half court, and you could just see his facial gesture like, "Would you guys just calm down?" He stopped the ball, like kind of held it in his hands, said, "Hey, now we're going to run something," and they did run something. I'm not, I forget whether it was successful or not. And Steve Kerr had tears no, in his exactly eyes on the side. They brought him in there, exactly what they want to see, uh, and. You know, just get us calmed down where, you know, that didn't happen. You know, sometimes it didn't happen when Steph was on the floor. It definitely didn't happen when Steph was off the floor. Uh, it just is the other guy. Steph gets in foul trouble. Guess what Chris Paul can 
up his minutes. I probably, you know, they probably were setting him up to play 28. He plays 34. So you know, and he closes clear. He starts and he closes. And as we were saying last, he's going to close games. Like this, this guy is going to close games because that's who Steve Kerr yeah. wants with the ball. In his they game. actually do need to watch the minute totals, but that's a story for another day. Um, yeah, I think so. So the rotation, which Chris Weems now does the rotation, he took it over from Chama Malaleva, who is gone. And the script was clearly Chris Paul leaves at the seven minute mark, you know, starts but leaves early, right? After five minutes, seven minute mark of the first and third quarter. He came out initially in the third quarter when he was expected to, seven minute mark, but Steph Curry had just picked up his fourth foul. So he stays in there and he saves the game. You know, I know they end up losing, but. If they did win this, the story would have been Chris Paul in that third quarter stretch saving the game, which included mid-range jumper, a couple and ones. Remember when he gets by Nurkic? This is when he did the uh, the bait foul when they were in the bonus on Booker, which I think everyone in the organization was cracking up about. And that's when he got the CP3 chance from the Warriors fans. And to me, the stat that is the most encouraging in a night of yeah bad shooting and a loss from the Warriors, but the stat that is the most encouraging is Stephen Curry was a minus nine tonight in a game that they lost by four. So they were plus five with Steph Curry off the floor. That's why they got Chris Paul, right? Just be a net zero or a plus five against the Suns with Steph Curry off the floor. That's They don't do that last year. The the formula usually is Steph has to be plus six or better for them to win. And if he's – so they have the chance to win, maybe should have won. You know, whatever. There were some ups and downs there for him being that that low uh, is encouraging because Chris Paul. And I thought at that moment, I thought they both were coming off. I thought they would have had to. Like, I just didn't think Chris Paul was going to play 34 minutes. I thought I knew they were, he was going to close. It was time for him to come out. And Steph gets the foul. So now you both had to come. Steve is already yeah, in midseason like, no, form. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah, cannot yeah, play without yeah, one exactly. of them on the court. Well, there are. Corey <laughs> Joseph. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Corey Joseph. He looked at Corey Joseph. Chris Paul, get back in the game. Corey Joseph, by the way, three minutes, 42 seconds, minus 12. Uh, was kind of an unnecessary. And not playing the second half. Was kind of an unnecessary aspect of the rotation tonight, although one assist, zero turnovers. Uh, they like Warriors that. did not turn the ball over tonight, by the way. That's another, eleven, I mean, you know, and that's four in the first half. Even when they're playing poorly, this is how you stay in games when you play poorly: is you don't get crazy. And I think we should also say, you know, Jonathan Kaminga closed the game at small forward, and Marcus oh Thompson God, over yes. Andrew Wiggins. He brought the. I wasn't yeah. thinking maybe someone else. Now we'll see. It's gonna it's gonna change, but. Wiggins did not play well, a good game. Well, let's and, be honest about it. it. Yeah, it's about Wiggins tonight. To me, like Kaminga really wasn't that great. He had three fouls early. It was kind of like I thought, I thought he was, he was a little focused. scattered. No, I thought he was. You know, I agree. With, I agree with that. I think it was the right choice. I think he was playing, playing better than Wiggins. But I'm just saying it wasn't one of those nights where you're like, wow, Kaminga, you have to close, find somebody. I think he closed with Kaminga because of how, you know, low energy that Andrew Wiggins not only was playing tonight, like. Kind of his preseason, yeah, too. And Steve kind of, like, discussed that. Like, it's like he's not at his best right now, which, hey, you, you kind of want that. But uh, I also think Kaminga played good D on Durant. Like, that's – and Booker. Like, you know, we know – GP2, we could talk about GP2 did the best job on Booker because Booker was cooking people. But when GP2 wasn't in the game because he's not going to play 40 minutes, even against – when Booker and Durant are out there, and Kaminga guarded them both at times, and he was fine. He was getting fouls, but it wasn't really in that action. It wasn't out of his depth. No, I mean it was just I'm there. I'm I'm going to put my hand up in him, and I'm tall. I'm physical, and I think that. Not you know, listen, Kerr's answer when I asked him specifically why Kaminga played uh, to finish, it was like, oh, you know, he and GP two played good defense. That was good defense, and you know he wasn't going to address not probably specifically why Wiggins didn't play, but. 
The fact that Wiggins is defensive, that's what he's supposed to be. He's a, one of he's their best, second best defensive player, maybe behind on the wings behind GP two, and then one of the best starter on I'm the wings. Be honest about but two, did, two playoffs did, yeah. ago, he was the best like yeah. winging exactly. defensively in the and league. The fact that Kaminga's playing over him is you know Steve's explanation because the defense is pretty interesting, but it's also everything else. Uh, they had a hard time scoring, like well, the shots weren't going, and Wiggins wasn't doing much. Wiggins was a minus 22 game worst, minus 22 in 27 minutes. He had zero defensive rebounds in a game that the Suns had. Let's look. 17 offensive rebounds. Um, when Andrew Wiggins is at his fiercest, when is when he won this team a title, basically, right? He was probably the second best player in that playoff run. He rebounded like crazy. Remember? It was like 14, you know, 14 rebounds, 15. And he was like locked into his assignment, the Luka assignment, the Jason Tatum assignment. Right now, uh, you know, and it's game one of the season's preseason. Like, he's clearly easing into it. But, you know, right now, like, the defense just has not been up to elite wing good. level. And the rebounding is, is light. And, you know, look, and we, is not there. he has the history of that playoffs that has proven he can do it. But he also has the Minnesota history where he shows he, he can he can float in and out as a rebounder and as a defender. You know, what's crazy is even though, like, Kaminga closed over him tonight, like, if Kaminga wasn't playing well, it might have been GP2. Moody. It might have been Moody. Like, he might have been the fourth option tonight <laughs> at the win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's interesting that Clay was out there fighting and not wasn't shooting the ball well, but he's – Steve, I, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I've brought him up. I think Steve likes to lean towards Clay. Though. He's just – Clay's – I get it. He's a reliable – he spaces the floor and he's going to get hot, you know, every other game or two out of every, you know, five games, whatever. Uh, and Wiggins was a good call by MJ. Like, there's – if he's not bringing it, then he doesn't – like, you need somebody who's going to do stuff. And Kaminga's going to do stuff. GP2's going to do stuff. Those are the first two choices. And Moody – I think Moody should, should just be Clay's backup. Just like that's his job. You're – and he, he played a second unit shooting He might guard. need more minutes than just Clay's backup, yeah, though. Yeah, I mean, when like, he plays like a tonight, yeah, you know he, what I mean? Wait some minutes at three. But, like, if you just say – we are we are guaranteeing you twelve minutes a night at shooting guard. That's it. You are playing those minutes when Clay's off the floor. That's you know he can expand that, and he did not get promised that. You know he didn't get that last season. I think you can just build that. Give him eighteen minutes, twelve behind Clay, six at small forward. I think he he deserves that, and that's what again we're talking about this deep deep team. There's going to be options there's going to be nights when you know every one of them you know every one of these guys is going to, except for Steph is going to have and Draymond is going to have nights when they're not closing probably and it's very I think there's nights Draymond's also no yeah. but, I mean there'll be nights yeah. Paul probably yeah. won't too yeah. I think Steph is like the only like guarantee right match yeah if if, if it's even extreme matchups yeah yeah that's it, yeah he, he's going to he's going to he's going to close yeah. yeah, I think he's probably the only one that you can just like lock, lock in. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? 
Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Um, I mean, anything specifically Clay else? Opening up on, on uh, defending Durant was really interesting. I just didn't think that was going to happen. Kerr has been talking about Clay is going to have to play, defend the power forward when they're playing Chris Ball, especially. Uh, that's the way he stays on the floor. It gets his regular minutes because this is a different kind of team, especially with CP3s out there. I thought he played them really good. Like he leaned on him, he stayed. He put his had his hand in his face. You know, it's not the only reason that KD had a struggling night shooting the ball, but it was part of it. Uh, I thought he was big. I thought he was uh, he competed, and it's exactly what he has to do on a night when he's not scoring. And I don't think he was rebounding much either. But man, just be out there and compete with a six eleven assassin. That's not bad, and and it's a credit to him that he is evolving his game to this point. Uh, the- one of the, one of the things that kind of reared its head, which which is part of this whole rotation topic, is like they're gonna have a problem defending stars. Like it's it's just gonna be a problem unless you know, obviously, like you say, Wiggins has shown he had the capacity. It's gotta be him. It, yeah, I mean, it kind of does though, right? Does, or GP two. Yeah. I mean, GP two was not good offensively tonight. He missed finishes. He airballed one three, and that's the difficulty with that. Uh, he tried to dunk on. Or was it Eubanks? Eubanks, Eubanks, Eubanks. you know. It was was. was a a reach of a dunk, but that's the problem when that's your best defender. Like, they just couldn't do anything with Book. They're trying to – they're doubling and all this cutting is happening. Guys are getting open shots. They're going to have a tough time. They got to figure out how they're going to guard people. And to me, that's where, like, Draymond is everything because the reads that – do they get – do they get that role where where – in the middle of the lane, if that's Draymond there, he, he's reading that play. He's reading the dump off. Like their defense, it got better. Like when they went to the to the guys who like scrappy play defense, but it's got to be their starting. They're they're six guys. Yeah, that's 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 sweet. where they have to play better. That's when you have CP3, Steph, and Clay. We've talked about it. Like they're going to play a ton of minutes together. Might not start, but they're going to close. They're going to play. You know, in the middle of games. And they've got issues. That three has defensive issues. Just the size, you know, speed. There's just – that's going to happen. Phoenix didn't even have Bradley Beal, by the way. And other teams have three really good offensive players. And there's going to be some issues. But they're going to close with them. Like, this is what they're determined to do. And I understand. We, you look at CP3 out there, you go, yeah, he should close. They're just going to have different weird little pieces to work with that. And, and – you know, I do think they have options. Like it's different than when you don't have options. They do have Kaminga they can put out there. They do have GP two they can put out there. They do have Moody they can put out there. That's better than they had last season. And they just they didn't feel like they could play Kaminga all the time. Interesting part. They, didn't they did have all those dudes last year. Well, GP two, not really, not really. They, they didn't have them towards have, the end, but yeah, yeah I mean, it was, it, was, it was they were going with Anthony Lamb, yeah. Yeah. Ty, Ty Jerome. Jerome. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to run like this time last year. It was like Joe Michael Green, James yeah. Wiseman, yeah. like. Yeah, by the way, yes, <laughs> in hindsight, Kaminga <laughs> uh, wasn't this kind. You know, he wasn't yeah. this good. I mean, things have evolved, but they do have options. It's just the thing is, they have options. They don't have five. Talking this, like, they don't have a five thing, five guys. Like they, this is it. I mean, the starting lineup is very good, but I think. With with Paul, they're gonna get, put him in there, and it's gonna change. It's gonna alter things. They're gonna have to keep adjusting. This is gonna be a Steve Kerr 
adjustment. It's going to be a rotation kind of season, fellas, and that's putting me in the spotlight. I love it. It, it is. I do think. I do think on most nights, I'm kind of getting the feeling that it, they're going to ride with the five that isn't that doesn't include Looney. Um, we'll yeah. see how. Like you could see it tonight. Draymond gives them more options because obviously you play them up big. They had no other. They had to play Looney to close or Sarich because they had no one else. But they weren't even play power forwards. So. Nate Duncan has mentioned this a couple times. We talked about it on the episode we did after the preseason thing. But and you could see it tonight. Chris Paul and Kevon Looney are not a good offensive pairing because Chris Paul needs a typically a center who can roll and finish and. Yeah. And and Draymond and him are probably going to have maybe a similar issues, but Draymond's just got a little bit more juice, a little bit more you know quick passing ability, even a little bit better finishing ability, just with speed. And um, that's where I think the thorniness of the 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 mix and matches is because like you saw it tonight. Remember the Looney play? I think it was Steph that passed it to him, but late where it was like another one of those uh, kind of pump fake pass out type things. That's Sorry, that's why Sarich had a real tough time finishing, but. As a pick and popper, as somebody who can get cat the pass and then make another pass, it, he's a, he's more compatible. He missed a lot of yeah. shots. He kept going. Yeah, like, hey, he's, a, he's that, a bit yeah. of a gunner. Uh, you could tell he's just an upgrade over that Joe Michael Green spot already. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> slightly, slightly. Uh, and but yeah, Looney's going to be tough because Looney's going to get the ball and he's going to stop. Right, that's just that's, that's no fault of his own. It's just who he is. He's he's going to be that's the pick and roll guy who just stops, and then you're in more trouble. You know, you're this is worse than it would have been if you didn't make that pass. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's just so many little p- pieces, and you're trying to convince me to write now. I'm like, I was ready not to write tonight. Like, this is really interesting stuff, but it's going to be interesting throughout the season. I'm not writing tonight. That's it. One of eighty two. Wait, which by the way, we did a podcast after one of eighty two, and eighty two. We still might do all eighty two. It's still all, possible. Which one of you is going to be in Sacramento on Friday? Yeah, I'll be there. Okay. Which one, gonna, which one are you going? Which one are you going to be in Houston on Sunday? Yeah, New Orleans Anthony, Monday. Anthony, Anthony's gonna be, Anthony's gonna be there. <laughs> New Orleans. Will Guillory. Yeah, we got all Kelly Eco. It's all working. It's all working. And then we got Oklahoma City. I, I feel like I deserve Slater commit to 82, 82 games, eighty two podcasts this year. I feel yeah. like I feel like that's what you said. <laughs> He can say it right now. Uh, well, we're at seventeen minutes on this podcast. We need to get out of here because I got to ride. I got to. Here, we got you a quick one tonight. We'll see. Uh, Friday. By the way, Friday, Sacramento, that's going to be a great crowd. That's, that's going to be a go good game. Two. They don't want to go oh, two. I should mention, uh, this is a really difficult yeah. open to the season. They're, seven of their next eight are on the road. Eight of their next eight, technically, are in different cities. Uh, at Sacramento, at Houston, at New Orleans, back home against the Kings, at Oklahoma City, at Cleveland, at Detroit, at Denver. Two back-to-backs thrown in the middle of that. Uh, you end this long, you know, tough stretch in Denver. Like, you I'm know, saying five and four would be a good record. I don't know if they're going to get um, this. Was one that was a, a kind of a bubble game, so maybe four and five. I think four and five would be okay. I thought that going in, but I thought five and it'll four. It'll look bad yeah. because four and five looks bad, but I don't think it would be a disaster if they were four. And, and they five. have yeah, with seven other road games already done. That that's that that, that will, they're going to play well here. That, they put you know that that third quarter was who they are. In, in this building, they didn't win because Booker was fantastic, and there were other reasons. But they're going to win a lot of games here. Maybe not thirty-three of them like last season, but they're going to win a lot 30? of games. Yeah, I, I have them for thirty. I have them for thirty home games, maybe twenty road games. That gets you to fifty. Maybe not twenty road. Right, it's going to be right in there. That gets you to forty-eight, forty-nine, fifty. The one thing I will say, I think early in the season they're going to kind of attack even these back-to-backs. Like I'd be surprised if I, I don't expect any type of 
mass rest on the New Orleans game necessarily. Like, you know, I do they're think they need to, need to. They're going to need to win that. Yeah, one, that's dude. what I mean. I do think they'll pair the Chris Paul minutes. I don't expect to see 34 minutes in both sides of a back to back, but uh, they're going to go after these games. Whereas last year, even early in the season, they two New Orleans back to backs. They rest. Yeah, yeah. They mass rested in both of them, and the league will not allow that. They this created year. that rule just for the Warriors in New Orleans. Uh, Clippers but, a little bit. Yeah, I maybe. maybe four and five. I'm saying. I mean, we're we're gonna do another many podcasts in between that, but I think four and five would not be a terrible way to end up that nine games. Then they win that. They got what six straight at home. You know, go five and one, and all of a sudden yeah. you're nine and six, and then you're just fine. All right, we will talk to you maybe Friday.